We strive to make this podcast and story a safe and inclusive place for as many listeners as possible. So if we've missed any content warnings, please feel free to let us know. Content warnings for this episode include fantasy violence, including the use of firearms, mature themes, and mild gore. The world is a weird and wild place, but even now, there are men who seek to tame it by any means necessary. Hatred is spreading throughout the land, covering it with fear and blood. Masquerading as propaganda for safety, darkness is spreading, consuming those who do not fit with the natural order, infecting the streets with political grandstanding. They have set their sights on the highest office. Bounty hunters with badges try and keep the promises of a dead man, but the weight of death clings to their steps. Their rage is palpable, and revenge is consuming. Two decades have passed since the gateway between this world and a world of unbridled madness was opened. The door stands open still, and the wilds are slowly seeping in, searching out the ones that freed them from their cage. This is the Feywild West. We are the nightmares they want you to fear. We are the dead man's promise. Let's be legendary. I reload Dust Whisper. Okay. Everyone all right? Most everybody nods, but Willard kind of goes, um... I got you. I'm actually going to head back to my shop and just defend it from there, if that's all right. Do you want to kneel? I should be fine. Are you sure? My my wife has some medicine training. She'll bandage me up proper. His wife has some medicine training. She'll bandage him up proper. Thanks. I say a nice speak. <laughs> Are you out here now? Yes, okay. I go. I found you. All right. All right. So yeah, sort of everybody's kind of like gathered up a bit. How about the mayor? The mayor is actually kind of ducked inside town hall. Okay, so he's off the field. Yeah, he's off the field. Yeah. And so is Willard. Uh, yeah. He's still up. <laughs> well, you uh, put a skull back together, darling. I think I would throw up too. Oh, ew! Don't. Not. Yet. Well, don't do if I if I, I put not, your skull back to it, guys. I do not throw up. I will do my damnedest. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> Are you all right? Of course. Are you sure? Yes. This little. This fine. As I limp over to you. Yeah. James walks over to Grim. Nods. Sheriff Grim. Heard good things. Grim kind of looks James up and down. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you and your folks got here so quickly. No a shortcut. How many was that? Not that many. Looked to be about nine to me. That is not uh... I thought the counts were in the fifties. I had a couple scouts do an actual head count. Turned out to around thirty-eight. Great. So we took care of nine of them? <laughs> Uh, this, I didn't bring with everybody with me. I got at least four others out and about. We need to find Melody. And 
James nods. I have six others with me as well. Hmm. Wow. Ubendale Station is pretty much empty right at the moment. Got it. In fact, I had to leave everything in the capable hands of Joshua. Oh, he's my friend too. (laughs) Though he was pretty sore about missing out on a potential fight. I would be too. I'll send him a postcard. I'll send him an edible arrangement. (laughs) Those things are fun. They are fun. So are we just planning on waiting around? Nope. Gonna wait here for at least some report from what happened to the rest of my men, and then we're gonna gather up and take care of the rest of them. Alright. And pretty much about that time, four people come charging down the main street. These four individuals appear on the scene. And also, at about the same time, four other people come from this direction. Well, shit, son. Grim looks up towards them. Ah, those are the rest of mine. (laughs) James kind of looks around. Well, shit, we got ourselves a proper posse. I like that one. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hope it's enough. Oh, my spiritual weapon is probably gone by now. Oh, yeah. It did absolutely nothing. Yeah, sometimes spiritual weapon does that. Then I should have made it something like, um, it is a scissors. <laughs> or a measuring tape that smacks people. Or strangles. It is a baguette. It's a baguette. <laughs> it is a baguette. All these individuals approach. There is one person also wearing bright white as she comes in. Oh, okay. The white cloak kind of fluttering with the interior lining being a deep purple. Your cloak. <laughs> she comes I mean, up. Mine is prettier, but... James. Marla. Marla. What a lovely cloak you have. She narrows her eyes at you. Thanks. I just like the color. She kind of tugs on it a little bit. Hmm. I, took on, I took on my coat. James, we took out about five more back down that way. Looks like you cleaned up pretty good down here. All made a mess, depending on your point of view. <laughs> she smiles a, a very, a very pointed smile. Not like not pointy teeth, just right. Just but just. Hmm. I don't think she likes it. No, I don't think she does either. Jealous. I said, if you are saying this is a nice speak. Well, we did really have a reputation for being annoying so you're saying it's a night speak yes. yeah yes. she narrows yes. her yes. eyes yes. but the now we are you. going to be on the post tales oh that's really going to burn everybody up i roll my eyes i don't like it when people talk in languages i don't understand sorry no i'm trying to what should i say in her ear oh you want to go that route yeah of course i do um, i always want to go that route um, are they a person <laughs> then i want to freak them out right she's actually probably joined you guys over here mm-hmm. would this be better you know you <laughs> blinks rapidly <laughs> faster than you can see you suddenly feel a steel cold blade pressed up right against your throat. What, me? Yeah. And she holds it there, just kind of forcing your chain up a little bit. No. I put my gun to her head. Drop it. Try it, honey. Drop it. 
I look at her and I kind of, kind of grinning, and I have my, have my hands up, and my eyes go just go white. <laughs> James kind of like steps in the middle of everybody's like now, now, we are all on the same side here. Exactly. There is no reason to be upset. I say to Marla. Marla, this is Celine, the Wanderer in White. Perhaps you've heard of her. I don't care much who she is. How about you care of who I am? Drop the fucking knife. She turns and looks at you. My eyes glow gold. Like you're right up next to her, like with the gun. Mm-hmm. She moves just a little bit closer, just kind of like letting the gun barrel rest directly against her forehead. Try it, honey. I've had worse. But she takes the knife away. I take the gun away. She's it. Holster it. I apologize, but I have to do this. In her other ear. Sally. <laughs> I just like, as soon as I hear something like that, I like grab her. It's like, Celine, stop. Stop it. 18 on her will save to not snap. <laughs> Celine, what? What? Stop. Stop what? James. Do we have to work with them? Oh, trust me, as soon as this is over, you all can go on your merry way and I will never have to encounter you people again. They're helpful. <laughs> See, okay, here's the problem. You know when you can tell that you what you're doing really gets to someone, so now you have to? Now you have to, so I'm staring at her, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's where is she looking? She's currently looking between Talia and James. All right. I'm just staring at you. You want to keep those eyes? You'll take them off the back of my head, please. All right. (laughs) I look over this woman's head and, like, look directly at Celine. And in Nightspeak, I say, you can play with people when we're done. Why wait? Why wait when there are so many, but when there is someone who wants to be played with so badly right here? I give her that look. Not right now. In common. Not now. What now? You know, you know when you pull Ladies. a string away from a cat, <laughs> yeah. trying to get it to stop, and the cat just keeps. Yeah, that's. Ladies, we have people at risk. We need to get moving. Yes, we need to get moving. <laughs> Um, I look at, what was her name? Marla. I look at Marla. You know, the more you pay attention to her, the more she's going to continue. Just ignore her. She's like a a hyperactive squirrel. A squirrel? Yeah. With wings. And I give you a wizarding look. Save it. Mm -hmm. I pull my guns out. Let's get this over with. Somebody is Mr. Crumpy Penstrudy. She kind of huffs and... <laughs> In your ear, Talia, you're, you're bossy. And your ear, or like my eyes go a little dark for a second, and I like point at you and say, and you're annoying. Oh. 
when that came, it sound it, it did sound like Talia's voice, but it sounded like a whisper. Like it's it, like a, almost an echoing whisper. Hmm. Going to put a pin in that <laughs> and remember that for later. Uh, look around. So. Marla Tufts. Last we saw, a lot of them were holding up in the gold strike. Anybody inside that that's from the town? I imagine the inn owner. Fuck. Well, if we're done playing, (laughs) I have a point of entry. We're following you then. And she kind of grabs the edge of her cloak and pretty much stomps forward, shoving past both you and James. She has a temper. I'll say. I like her. I do too. Let's go. Yes. And one thing I will say you notice about Marla, that dagger she pulled out, that's the only weapon she has visible on her. Ooh, cool. I'm talking to, uh, as, we are talk, as we are walking, I'm speaking with James. The reason that uh, she has um, at such an amenable disposition. I, she doesn't talk about it a whole lot, but from what I understand, she actually used to kind of run a city out east. Run a city out east. Uh, I do. I do approve of your fashion choices, though. Uh, yeah. Don't talk to her about the cloak. She's touchy about it. Good to know. Well, just because mine looks better doesn't mean that she has to be here alone. (laughs) (laughs) Mumbling under, mumbling something. Oh, if we're about to get into as big of a fight as I think we're going to, you'll see. Ooh, I am looking forward to it. While we are walking, I'm shuffling my cards. Okay. Because... Because actually, can I catch up with uh, Marla? Marla, yeah, just so we're walking mm-hmm. side by side. I apologize to my companion. She's a practical joker, even at the worst of times. I never got that term, practical joker. There is no practicality in jokes. I don't. Dis- <laughs> I don't necessarily disagree with you. <laughs> wow. You must be really fun at parties! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm still shuffling my cards. I don't necessarily disagree with you, but it is in her nature. Just keep her nature away from my nature and we should be fine. I'll do my best, but uh, seriously, ignore her. She's looking for a rise. And she got one. <laughs> she kind of frowns a little bit, but then gets almost like an idea kind of comes across her face and just kind of smirks. If she wants a rise, she can have one. Just wait till after this is all over, if you don't mind. No promises. I like you. You're shuffling the cards behind her, right? Yep. And then did you draw any? <laughs> They put my cards away. What's so funny, honey? Hmm? What do you mean? What'd you draw? 
Do you know what your name means, Mala? Nope. It is a derivative of a longer name that uh, translated means a tower. That so? The tower card represents destruction and change rising from it. I like it. As do I. It is one of my favorite cards. And? I was just wondering what uh, what they had to say about you. Destruction. Change. About as true as that gets. Change to destruction. It's really the only way to achieve it. <laughs> Tyler giggles. Ain't it just? I think there are other ways. Mm. Hope that works out for you. You did so fast. You need to point out you're doing a really good job of ignoring Celine. You know, the advice given to you to get Celine to leave you alone. Marla is very used to her way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm getting that. As you guys are making your way down the street, you actually end up hearing other gunshots and you see townsfolk running back and forth, some with guns. And you see 42nd chasing after them. Both James and Grim motion to two of their men uh, to like head down that way and help. Right. So Lawrence and Hector and the monk and barbarian. And we'll actually go ahead and say this guy too. So that's yeah, three of Grimm's and two of James head off that way to help with that. Yeah, we still gotta grab one. What? We have a goblin with us. Oh, yay. Yep. Yeah, and she has a goblin. Oh, she's cute. I love her. Yep. She's following along perfectly at home in, in this town because this is her home. Really? Yeah. She's oh. she, she's she's one of the townsfolk, yeah. Oh, I thought she was DMP. No, she came with the townsfolk. <gasps> I love her. <laughs> I love her already. Let us keep her. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Anyway. <laughs> you end up coming on the gold strike. A nicer looking in. All the shutters have been closed, except for the two windows at the front of the building that have had their windows smashed out. And you see two rifle barrels sticking out of them. James steps up forward. This is James Wilde, head of the DMP here with Sheriff Grimm. All 42nd in this town have been declared outlaws. And we have instructions to bring them in, dead or alive. Well, Melody, what's it gonna be? I put my arm on Julia's shoulder. It's like rigid. Please do not be afraid. I'm not afraid. Good. You hear some shuffling from inside, and you hear Melody's voice come from inside. I have five hostages. You'll let us go, and we will release them once we have made our way to Castle Ridge. James looks over at Marla, kind of nods at her, and Marla nods back. 
pulls a dagger and steps forward a bit. I get a reach into the bag of holding and I pull out my bucket of popcorn. <laughs> Your word. The hostages are alive and that they will remain unharmed. They are alive. And as she's speaking, Marla steps forward and just slices the air with her dagger. And the words are cut off and you're like gasp and choke. And her words stop. James kind of snarls. Fuck. They're already dead. You know for sure? Marla sheathes her blade. Cuts through anything. Including lies. I look at James and make sure Marla can hear me. Yeah, I really like her. (laughs) And you too. Rifles up head that are... Yeah, uh... On the first floor. Uh, oh, on the first floor. Yeah. Um, can we see anybody at all? Uh, make perception checks. 19 plus some things. What is 7 plus 5? 13? Uh, yeah. 12. 12. 12. Yeah. Um, I got to 23. You, Celine, see, you actually see Melody kind of like rubbing her throat a bit, but she's ducked down behind the windowsill. And I can't see anything. Uh, you see some vague movement beyond the window. James looks over at Marla. Marla, we need that entry. She nods. You want to do both ways? Kick in the front and come up the back? Yep. All right. She looks at the two of you. Kind of motions her head. Follow me. We get to go as our new friend, yay! Kind of sighs. <laughs> I say that too. Yeah, I need you guys to make stealth checks. Okay. Hm. I'm really good at stealth. <laughs> and shit, I have disadvantage. Fuck. I was using a luck point. I'm going to use a luck point. <laughs> What's that? A sixteen. All right, yay! I'll take that. And you take the nine that you got earlier instead what? of the three. No. It's a disadvantage. No. No. I don't want Mala to kill me. Use guidance. Guidance. Well, a d4. I took one, one out. All right. Eleven. <laughs> Eleven. Eleven. Okay. And I killed one of them. <laughs> Ten. You guys sort of quietly make your way around. <laughs> sort of quietly. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> it's a popcorn today meeting. <laughs> so, as you get around to the back side of the building, Marla takes out her knife, kind of points it at both of you. Okay, look. I'm looking. I don't like you. More importantly, I don't know you. Fair enough. When it starts, stay the fuck out of my way if you want to stay alive. Well, it starts. I've got two goals in this. Make sure these fuckers get out of crankshaft with as little lives lost as possible, and to kill Constance Melody. Simple. Good. And with that, she turns and jams her dagger into the wall and just makes a sweeping motion upward 
over, downward. Here it starts. And the white from her cloak moves. The color flows inward, the purple flowing outward. And with the purple comes this mist and shadow that cover her. She gains about four inches in height as her feet kind of come off the ground, sort of occluded by these spectral clawed feet. And her arms lengthen into spectral clawed limbs. And her face is hidden in shadow by the cloak as she goes towards the cut outline and just touches it. And the cut section of wall flies inward. Oh boy. Sick. I should have said I activated my shield. Activate. I'll allow it. Okay. Oh, on that note, I should have just shifted too. Because that apparently lasts longer than a minute now. Mm-hmm. Again, I'll allow it. All right. Action, bonus action. Cool. I'll, I'll have allowed it. Can I have one too? Sure. Talia. Celine. This is a shitty honeymoon. I'll make it up to you, I promise. You better. I guess warding bond. <sighs> Don't get hit. Don't get hit either. I'm not afraid. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid. It is not our time. I'm not worried about that. Guns. Before that, I kiss you. Oh, I'll kiss you back. <laughs> Go ahead and re-roll for initiative. <laughs> I was so impressed my initiative. Oh, I have, in, you have, I have, you have advantage. advantage. Nope, it's still shit. I'm so impressed with this whole thing. Eleven. As the newly created door flies inward. Holy shit, she is so cool. There is the immediate sound of gunshots as the 42nd get to go first. Hmm. Miss, miss, hit, hit. She takes 12 points of damage. You see the bullets whip by and some pass through her and she roars. How can you do it? Not like Hers that, yeah. is more big cat-like. Ah, cool. You'll hear some shots go off from the front as well. It is now Marla's turn. She is going to come in. You see her, after getting pierced by two bullets, leap through the open doorway and pretty much land on top of one of the 42nd in there. And you see these spectral claws just make two quick, almost blindingly fast swipes across his torso and blood just flies. Ooh, is he dead? No, he is not good though. Cool. I'm glad I'm not him. Tell me, it is your turn. Okay, I come in and can I get around her? You can like squeeze past either hopping over the bar here or like squeeze past by the stairs. Let's hop over the bar then. Okay. 
Can I see Melanie now? Make a perception check. 18 plus 5. Okay. You can. Barely. There seems to be some, like, thick shadow that unnaturally, like, clings to the whole inside of the tavern. But you manage to see through it to see her silhouette moving in the brightly lit window on the other side of the room. Hex? On. That guy. That guy. Okay. Both into that guy. 16? 16 hits. Cool. And then, what's 7 plus 6? 13. 13. 13. 13 is not hit. Okay. So, just whisper hits. Okay, good. Who are you hitting? This guy. Uh, his name. Who did we stop at? The Kentucky? Oh, Maine. His name is Maine. It's 2d6 plus 6, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. 12, plus 12, 6. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Nice. That was a good hit on him. Yeah, Talia's just going to, like, work her way <laughs> down the line. Okay. So DMP gets to go now. And I'm just kind of including everybody that's not you or Marla as DMP. Okay. Talia, you suddenly see a burst of fire down at the other end as the front door is exploded open by a sudden gout of flame. Cool. So first, as this guy comes in, he's been kind of just following behind everybody, just kind of mysteriously draped in a dark brown cloak. Uh But as he charges in behind you, it like flutters aside, revealing what looks to be ridiculously solid gold plate armor. (laughs) A little old fashioned, ain't it? And he pulls seemingly, again, impossibly out from under his cloak, a gleaming gold sword. With the unnatural darkness inside, They almost seem to emanate their own light as he comes in. And you see worn about his neck is a red cutout of a dragon's head. Oh, we got a paladin. Great joy. The dragon. Cool. (laughs) And then this dude kind of stumbles in the opening. And just with ease, just like, even though he's stumbling, just naturally steps up onto one of the stools and just up onto the bar. It's that guy. And is just, just leans down and scoops up a bottle that is on the bar and starts drinking it. Hey, it's that guy. What guy? The town drunk that apparently is the best shot. Oh! Oh, right! And while he's like completely looking off in the other direction, bottle in the air, he just lifts his gun and fires twice. One shot goes wide. The other hits. That's a fail. So he shoots once, misses, twice, hits a dude in the head. And he fails his con saving throw. Five plus... So eight. The paladin with glowing sword drawn swings his sword with a shout of Villains and deceivers! You shall pay for your crimes! Brother. That's a hit. 
I mean, that's good, a on hit. You. good on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I don't think Talia has encountered too many paladins. In you haven't. I have not. Yeah. Have I? No, hmm. neither of you have ever encountered a paladin before. <laughs> so that was just Chris. Just going, oh dear, good lord. He is very loud. Then uh, back up at the front of the building. Shotgun blast. That's a fail. Talia's having such a weird moment right now. Why? Because she, okay, every time she has encountered anybody from the DMP, it's always been like, like the ones that you would find at the offices. Yeah, no, these are the field workers now. Yeah, she's never encountered a field worker. So she assumed the DMP did the weird shit. It's like, yeah. We're the weirdest ones here, so I'm probably our boss. Guess what? No, we're not. Guess what? We need to we we, we need, need to step up our game. game. Yes. Yeah. No. So much for the popes to. No, 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 no. See, they might be cool, but we are still the most attractive. Oh yes, yeah. I did not say the coolest. I said the most attractive, which is obviously it. us. Obviously, yes. Thank you so much for supporting Let's Be Legendary podcast. If you're enjoying our story, please take a moment to rate and review on iTunes. You'd be surprised how much this helps others to find us. For news and extra content, visit our website at letsbelegendarypodcast.com or follow us on Facebook at Let's Be Legendary and Twitter at Let's Be Legend Pod. We also spend a lot of time in our Discord server, so please feel free to stop in and say hello. Links are in the description and on our website. For more content from our crew, consider supporting us on Patreon. You'll get episodes two days before the general public, exclusive sneak peeks of new art, DMs and players' notes on characters, and access to Bonus Round, a limited, exclusive series run by our patrons. Talia Gray is played by Chris Sass Council, Selene Argent is played by Megzi Sass Council, and our dungeon master is Molly Hexcroft. Our producer and editor is Molly Hexcroft, pronouns she, her. Our producer and manager is Jess Richards, pronouns they, them. Our producer, art director, and assistant mixer is Megzi Sass Council, pronouns she, her. Our producer, director, editor, and mixer is Chris Sass Council, pronouns they, them. Credits for music and sound effects are in the description below. Celine's tarot deck is the Marigold deck by Amrit S. Brar, and the tarot guide used in-game can be found at biddytarot.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay legendary.